listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We'll have a poll question that we'll tell you about in a couple of minutes. Along with Nikki, Kyrie, and Joel, we're here until midnight. At that time, it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. How was your day today? Had a good day? A little rainy, a little cloudy, but pretty good day, right? All right, so let me share this with you. Because we're a group and we share different things on this platform we have called ESPN New York tonight. We're a family. So we share different things and different conversations and different experiences. So let me just, let me just take you behind the curtain of the Hardesty household for a moment. And I'm going to admit to you, as many of you already understand, that I'm not perfect. Okay. I'm not. And so. Uh, sometimes you might even say, I'm a little slow. Guys, you know where I'm going. All right, so for maybe I would say off the top of my head that I can remember, I would say for maybe the oh, about five days, my lovely wife, Jeanette, has been throwing out hints. You guys know, right, you know? And it's not till... Sometimes the hint has gone past you that you remember it. And it's like, oh, the light bulb. Like like you have a light bulb, but it's dim. And then all of a sudden, it fully comes on. Like those old fluorescent bulbs. You know, when you hit the switch and then it, it blinks and blinks and blinks. And then finally, the full fluorescence come out. All right. So it had to be easily five days ago. And here was the first hint from, from Jeanette. Do you shape the back of your head when you cut it? So, see, because of um, my years wearing a jerry curl, <laughs> uh, I don't have to really, I don't really need a barber anymore. <laughs> so where many people are like standing in line to get to the barbers, especially in New York, you know, in, in Long Island, it's week two, so the barber shops are open. It's it's phase two of 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 uh, you know COVID nineteen. So there's just been like there's a mob <laughs> outside the barber shop, you know, trying to get in because people haven't had haircuts in months. All right, so that was five days ago. So she asked me that. Then a couple of days later, um, there was another hint. Then there was, the, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so funny as you look back. Then there was, you know, the hint that is as subtle as a train wreck. And that was this morning when she said, wow, your hair is getting long. Why are you laughing, Nikki? Nikki said, like, just cracking up over there. Okay, so, so I guess... Guys, that's the one that I remembered because after I had to do a couple of things around the house, I went in and before showering today, I did my, you know, my tightened up. So I'm tightened up, but I want to share that with you guys. And, and this is my gift to you. Recently, having celebrated my 10th anniversary of marriage, happily married, 
Let me share this with you. We got to do a better job listening. And, and we got to do a better job listening and, and responding. Okay. Got to do a better job listening and responding because, you know, this could have been, this could have turned into something worse. So I give her credit, but that, but, but the, you know, the, the unsubtle message today was very clear, very clear. And ladies, for the guys in your life, be it husbands, brothers, sons, I apologize to you for them. Okay. Because I know you are walking around shaking your head, smiling like, mm-hmm. boy, I wish you talked to this one. Cause he don't listen. And I tell him these messages and he don't get it. And so let me take this opportunity, take this opportunity to apologize. All right. Now that I've got that out of the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got a round of applause. Wow. Thank you. Oh, I guess I should finish the story. So after I finished, <laughs> Jeanette said, did you cut your hair? <laughs> and there was a, a little pause as if to say, finally, <laughs> there's a nice little pause there. She didn't say anything. Just that look, you know, finally, you got it done. All right. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Here's our Twitter poll question tonight. It is baseball related. So we were talking about the draft and the Major League Baseball draft has been going on. And as uh, we were having our pregame huddle today, Joe, Nikki, and Kyrie, we discussed the Houston Astros. Do you remember them? Well, you remember the Astros were penalized two picks in the MLB draft. And the draft was last night, tonight. Nobody's, nobody's even talking about Houston. Nobody's even mentioning them. Nobody's, so they had, they were penalized two picks and nobody seemed to care or remember. So I wanted to find out from you. Are you still upset about this cheating scandal? You can either answer yes, no, or you don't care. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Oh, by the way, guess who spoke to our Marley Rivera today? Former Red Sox manager and Astros bench coach, Alex Cora. Now here's Alex, who said, quote, There's been a narrative out there of what happened. Ever since mid-November until the commissioner announced the results of the Red Sox investigation, I have read many things that are true and many others that are not. Still quoting Alex. Out of this whole process, if there is one thing that I completely reject and disagree with, is people within the Astros organization singling me out. Particularly former GM Jeff Lunau, as if I were the sole mastermind. The commissioner's report sort of explained in its own way what happened, but the, and he's talking about the Astro players, have spoken up and refuted any allegations that I was solely responsible. More Cora. If there is one thing I am absolutely sure of, it is that it was not a two-man show. We all did it. And let me be very clear that I am not denying my responsibility because we all were responsible. Hmm. Further, I deserve my suspension and I am paying the price for my actions. 
I am not proud of what happened. We made a mistake as a group, the entire team. What happened was something that if you ask anyone involved, no one is proud of it. We're all at fault. Everybody. We're all responsible. Everyone who was part of the team from around mid-May until the end of the season, we are all responsible. Alex Cora talking to our Marley Rivera today about the situation with the Houston Astros. So what do you think? 1-800-919-3776. A little late, but here's the funny thing, right? He's not telling you anything that we didn't already know. Obviously, everybody was involved in it. Obviously. Clearly. Because somebody had to relay. Somebody was banging on the trash cans. <laughs> all right. All the, the whole team had to know what was going on because the whole team had to know the, what the banging on the trash cans meant. So they all were involved. That's why it's such a, a, a sad situation. That only the owner, only the general manager and the manager suffered any consequences from that. And that was by the team. The team fired them. And yes, Major League Baseball suspended them for a year, but the team fired them immediately. And once again, and listen, this has not really been. A, a really, really great couple of, of months for Rob Manfred, right? The baseball commissioner. First, he doesn't penalize anybody with Houston. And I get, okay, I get that in order to get the players to give him the information, there had to be uh, some, you know, deals made. There had to be some protection. All right, I understand that. I get it. But everybody wasn't protected. <laughs> So no players, no players at all suffered any consequences for this. And it's the players who benefited. Okay, the manager benefits, of course. He's a World Series champion manager. All right, and obviously Alex Cora benefited because it kind of helped him get the Boston Red Sox job. Because what happens? It's a copycat league. Okay, look, he, he won with Houston. Listen, let's bring him here. He was the bench coach there. Let's bring him to to Boston. And guess what? It worked because they won the World Series the following year. So there was clearly an opportunity that Alex Cora was able to receive based on the fact that Houston won that championship. So it's it's just it it it's frustrating to think that they got away with it. A and B, they penalized two picks in the MLB draft. <laughs> Nobody cares about it. And now you've got a, a shortened season. We don't even know if, we don't even know if they're going to play. Despite the fact that Rob Manford said last night, oh, there will be a baseball season. So that means, that means in his opinion, you're going to have a 46 to 50 game season at some point in time. Maybe the end of July. Maybe. And they'll be done and everything done by November out, out of the way because they're concerned about the second wave of COVID-19. So this is the scenario you've got going here. It's unfinished business. And then listen, when you saw what Tory Hunter had to say, Boston's got some other problems, but guess what? There's nothing we haven't heard before. 
can go back to Jim Rice. You can go back with the issues that Boston has had with African-American players. And so Tory Hunter, and then you wonder why Mookie Betts is like, I'm out of here. So these are all the things that's going on. And then you're trying to figure out what's happening with baseball. When are they going to play? So it's just, it's really, really just a, a weird time in that sport, isn't it? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Question. Astros were penalized two picks in the MLB draft and no one seemed to remember or care. So our question, are you still upset about the cheating scandal? Do you still remember the cheating scandal? Yes, no, or you know what? I really don't care. See what you have to say on the phones. Buddha's in the Bronx. Buddha, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, big bro? I'm doing good, Buddha. What's happening? All right, listen. First, I hit your poll question, then I got a couple of things there. Um, mm-hmm. With the Astros, um, like, I'll be honest with you. I hate to say it, but I really don't care. Mm-hmm. This is so much going on right now. Like, that, that's the last thing, you know, on my mind, you know, as a fan. I mean, you know. I think baseball is just got to get themselves together just some kind of way, man. It's just unbelievable, man. You know, um, but, you know, good thing today, you asked how, how, what kind of a day it was. Man, you know, I forgot that they were talking about that they're going to have, for the next few weeks, Tuesday and Thursday fights. Listen, mm. that first fight today, the Adam Lopez and, and Luis Correa, man, that, that, that was mm-hmm. a good fight. I it mean, was, these guys I are not, Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not great. You know, they, they put the... um. What do you call it? Like the um, the secondary fight. They you know they usually have the you know your your, your uh, main event. Mm-hmm. You know and then your second, and on the you know, your second main event. But they put the second main event first. Oh, you know okay. the kid, you know, the kid Lopez and Correa. I mean you know they started throwing from the opening tip and, and went a full ten rounds. I mean pure action. You know um, Lopez is trained by like one of my favorite fighters. You know uh, and I and I, I have forgot all about that. You know his trainer's Buddy McGirt, man from oh, yeah, uh, from Buddy Long. Boy, yeah, I know, buddy. you know, listen, man, Buddy McGirt, man, he wasn't the most athletic guy, but he was a warrior, man. He was, you know, like he you was. know, he um, he, he beat two two of, of Jamaica's um best brethren. You know, he beat Simon Brown for the belt, yep. and he beat Livingstone Bramble, who absolutely destroyed our uh, Mancini That's a few right. years earlier. Yep. you know, he, he lost to Meldrick Taylor, where there's no shame in that. You know, Meldrick Taylor was a great fighter. Don't he even was. get me started on that Chavez nonsense where he got knocked down and it was two seconds and then Steele stops the fight. I mean, that now, was he, one of the worst challenges. Now, let me tell you this, Buddha. Listen. You are right. I was ringside. Oh, my God. Here's the problem. The, huh? Here's the problem. His trainer stood up on the ring. If you remember, you go back and look at it. I know, his, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. His trainer stood up on the and he turned. he caught his head. He turned his head to look at him. And that's that's how he got caught. And that's how they stopped it. That's how he got caught. Yep. Uh, 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 but you know, two seconds left, like for 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 the fans, you don't stop that. Yeah. And he was yeah. winning that fight on points. You know, Chavez was hitting him with the with the hardest shots, but he won that fight on points. But anyway, yeah. you know, I don't even want to get involved in that, man, because <laughs> I'm gonna get pissed <laughs> off again. <laughs> but you know, he lost the three P twice, which which is no shame. You know, God rest his soul. Sweet Pea was one of the greatest. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, 
great, one of the great boxer. Did, no, boxer. Couldn't break an egg with, with, with his punching power, but great boxer. Yeah, but great technical boxer. Yes, he was. Didn't listen to his corner that much either. Never did. A great As a matter of fact, I was at ringside when he fought Chavez in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, at the, uh, which was a close decision, a very close decision. Yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, there was two things though like, that struck me today. Yes. You know, first I heard that the Steelers, um, you listen to Tannenbaum. I think it was a get up of one of them that the Steelers might be interested in Kaepernick. Like I don't see that working out in any way, shape, or form. Having him be the backup to Ben Roethlisberger, that quarterback room would be like. Kwame Torre, Stokely Carmichael, for those who don't know who that is, uh, and John and John Wayne in the quarterback room. That, that, that's a recipe for pure disaster. But but, but you know what? The, you know what that says though that they're even thinking about it. It tells you that they are very concerned about Roethlisberger. Yeah, if they're I, even I, I, thinking I about it, if they're I, even I thinking about it, it tells you they're really concerned about Roethlisberger, who can't seem to stay healthy the past four, three, four years. Plus, he's an older guy and he's big. Yes. Yes. But I, you know, they got a that, that coach doesn't need that after coming out of that Antonio Brown stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't need that, that. That that would divide that locker room if you ask me personally. Okay. But anyway, mm-hmm. with with the NBA, man, like now I had spoke to you before, and I was like, you know, I like the fact that they're pushing for a later start date. But let's be honest, even July thirty first, it seems early, mm-hmm. and they're talking about thirteen teams in one hotel. And I mean, if I was one of the players, whether I was on a contending team or not, I'd have to think about that. Like Jalen Rose said, man, you know, we look at things through the eyes of us, of what we want selfishly as a fan, and then the owners, you know, the governments, and, and, and um, you know, even state governments, they they need these guys to come back for economic reasons. But these guys are millionaires, and, and you know, millionaires, you know, they have certain choices that we don't have. I might. I wouldn't. I would be reticent, man, to do that. Listen to the stuff that you have to go through. I'm listening to what they're talking about with the, with the fighting, with the boxing today. The gloves, the towels, yeah. all this stuff got to be prepackaged. Has to be put. How are you going to do all of that for all of these players and not have some slip up somewhere? Like yeah. at some point, man, common sense has to kick in. You know, I know I said I know I've been beating this drum for a minute. You can't have the team sports right now. It, 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 whether they agree to it or not, some guys agree to it. You know, you know how it could be. It'd be a room full of a hundred of us, and ninety of us are saying we need to do something. The other ten of us might feel like we don't want to do it, and then we initially agree. But then you start sitting back and talking about it with your family, and you start like listening to what they're telling you. Your life is going to be like for two or three months. Man, I, I don't know if I would want to do that either, man. Just see, it just seems gratuitous to me, man. It really does, man. They need to, they need to really take a pause. We got all of these states that are getting this increase and, and stuff. It's just, I, I, I mean, why is it worth it, bro? Why? It's about money, Buddha. As it usually is when it comes to these situations. Oh, Thanks for the phone call. Oh, it's about money. Trace the money. It's about money. It's about getting the regional networks their money that they lost out because of this pandemic and no no basketball and no hockey since March. It's about these are the issues. These are the things. These are the reasons why they're still having these conversations. Thanks, Buddha. We'll talk. We'll talk again soon. So that's what's happening here. And then the other thing, which would be very very simple to do, is just hey, guess what? 
How about a couple of hotels? Can we put, can we get three hotels? Why is everybody in one hotel? Just put them in, just put them in separate hotels if you have to do something like that. 13 teams in one hotel doesn't work. You're going to give them the whole floor. Okay. Everybody gets a floor. No, that's, that's not the way it goes. It, it shouldn't go that way. And as you start to hear more and more of the players who are looking at this and thinking about it and saying, you know what? This is, I don't know that I like this aside from not having family around for the first couple of weeks and all this other stuff that goes on with it. And, and how many games are they going to play a day? They go, there's not going to be one game a day. It's going to be two, three games a day. So, uh, th- these are the reasons why you really have to sit back and make sure that, that, while you do have an obligation, I do understand to your partners, to your television partners, to your bottom line. But once again, what you're doing here is you are now having a scenario that with this will affect next season. That's why I told you guys long ago, for me, scrap the season. Because now you're talking about starting the 2021 season, December 1st. Okay, so you're going to have Game 7, possibly the end of Game 7 in October. Okay, the training camp in November, starting December 1st. And then you're going to, you're going to shrink that season because you want the players to be involved in the Olympics. So, you, so you're going to have this season affect two seasons. It's not the way it should go. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. No one seemed to remember or care. Are you still upset about the cheating scandal? Yes, no, or you really could care less. Sal's in Brooklyn. Hey, Sal, you're next on 98.7. Larry, good evening. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, Sal. How are you? You know what? That boot out there in the Bronx, that's my yes. man. He's a typical <laughs> New York sports fan, so well-rounded, and just yep. listening to throw boxing out, because us old-timers, we were down with boxing 100%. You know, this MMA and UFC stuff, it, not that it's not for me, but it ain't boxing for me. No, it's not. And, and, I, and I love listening to him. Booty, you're the man out there, so keep the Bronx, keep it strong out there, as they say. <laughs> uh, you know what, Houston, you know, too bad for Houston, uh, you know who's upset? Joe Girardi's upset because it cost him his job. You know yeah. who's upset? My boy Aaron Judge is upset because it cost him an MVP. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. These guys got away with it. Shame on Rob Manford. And to say that we wouldn't have gotten any information if we hadn't spoken to anybody, you know what? Two people, five people should be enough and to let everybody else off the hook. So they closed the blind eye. They let Boston do what they did. That is a racist town, no matter what anybody wants to say, my man George Scott playing first base for mm-hmm. Boston used to go out there wearing a helmet. Come yeah. on. And he was playing for the Red Sox. Right. They don't tell me about Boston, please. Right. We go That's back. Right. We go back with these guys. And and, 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 and to watch, just to, to watch, to watch the Astros get away with it for nothing. So am I upset? Not upset where it's going to make me be a, get mad, mm-hmm. but uh, shame on Rob Manfred for letting them they lost draft picks. You know what that does? Nothing, because they waste more money on international pool players than they do on these draft picks. So they really didn't lose anything. So, you know, those who know, know. This was just a a slap in the wrist. Let the players get away with it. We may believe we came down hard on the owners. Let them keep that chip. We know it's fake. So there's no way they can go around and brag they were champs, because all you got to do is look at them and say, you cheated. That's all. You don't have to get in an argument. You cheated. So... 
take it with you and, and go with it from there. And, and real quick with the NBA, yes, they shouldn't start. These guys right. are like thoroughbreds. If you know, it's like a, a, a NASCAR and a dragster. The dragster gives it all out and they'll blow his engine. Mm-hmm. Where the NASCAR does the laps and does the laps and does the laps because they got to warm up for those tires to start sticking on the ground. These guys are going to get hurt, man. They're the best yeah. athletes in the world. You're right. And you want them to go 94 feet every 24 seconds, and they're doing it every 11 and 11 and a half seconds. People mm-hmm. don't realize what it takes to play in the NBA. And these guys are going to blow our lower backs and hammies, man. So you know what? These millionaires, like, like, like Buddha said, they got options that we don't have. So they can <laughs> sit right. it out. And good right. for them with their options, bro. Always That's a pleasure, sure. Larry. You have a All great right, time, Tal. my man. You too. Thanks All for right. checking in. Mark is in Newark. Mark, you're next on 98.7. I am Pete Alonzo two nights in a row. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Larry, <laughs> um, I'm I'm real lighthearted mood today. I uh, did my military park, washed the car thing, and it was a nice out. What a day. Mm-hmm. Really cool. It was. Um, you, you started off your show, and, and it just really enhanced that because of the mood set that you had. Um, let me help you out a little bit on one point. Um, mm-hmm. My beautiful wife, Sonia, and I used to, she's one year younger than me. We always had this thing about who's getting grayer quicker. Mm-hmm. And so like a couple of weeks ago, I bought this, this, this guy. I thought it was just for men, but it wasn't. But, it, it, you know, the guy was smiling on the box and his hair looked nice and black. And I was like, okay, him. So I do that. So you got a little war phrase, a little war phrase, a little Keith Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do it, right? And, and my hair is jet black and my fro is working. And then so so I, I go to my wife and she's like, oh, your hair looks so good, babe. We're just sitting there kicking it. And then I said, yeah, babe, yours too. And then she looked, she looked at me like twisted her face and she said, I'm gray. <laughs> you? <laughs> and she started laughing. She said, I got to go get my stuff. So just a little help you out because Jeanette gave you the final business. I thought that was a, you know, we can, we get, we get some comeback to sometimes. Yeah. Every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. You enjoy them when you get them there, brother. Man. It's very rare. Um, it's very rare, and 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 and, and Mark, you got to be careful when you do. <laughs> I know you got to do it the right way. <laughs> That's right. You can't the, laugh too hard. No, no, no. You got to have that little. You got little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> um. On uh, on the, the the Astros, I think I think every time they play from this moment on, it, it's going to be punishment enough for them. So that that that's going to be uh, that's going to be must see TV whenever I see the Astros come in and their reaction of the other team's crowd. Uh, that'll be worth the price of admission for me. Yeah. Um, and on Alex Cora. Yes. Um, when you mentioned that, that really made me laugh because his whole thing reminded me of when me and my brothers were kids, my two brothers, we were playing King of the Hill on mm-hmm. the bed, you know, and uh, and uh, my mom had a headache. So she's like, you boys, stop that noise, stop that noise. So my father comes up, and when he came up, it just so happened that I was the winner of King of the Hill, so I'm standing on top of the bed. Mm-hmm. And my brother's eyes look over and see my dad and they get big. And I'm like, you know, oh, crap. <laughs> so my dad's coming over to me with this belt. And he, and I and I had this, like, I turned real political. I stuck my fingers up and I said, let me tell you something, Dad. 
And he said, what? I said, Michael and Allen was doing it too. And he said, that may be true, <laughs> but I didn't catch Michael and Allen standing on the bed. I caught you. And then he commenced to discipline me with the belt. That mm-hmm. reminds me of how Alex Corey said, I wasn't the only one. It That's was right. them too. <laughs> That's right. He's like, that was, wait a minute. Oh, oh, oh I'm, not going, I'm not going down alone. <laughs> I'm taking everybody with me. Exactly. Thank you, bro. Have a good one, man. You too, Mark. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the call. But here's the thing, and, and Mark makes a great point. They know what they felt, and and they get you know it'll be interesting to see, and he'll enjoy when they go into different cities. But that's the point. They're only going to go. It's was it forty games? <laughs> they got off easy again. Look at what was happening to the players. In spring training, look at what was happening. They were boo. They were getting, they were, you know, pitches were a little making them uncomfortable. I mean, after all of this spring training and pitchers are having trouble trying to find the plate. Yeah, right. They were throwing at them. <laughs> all right. Because they didn't like the fact that they cheated and got away with it. And so they even luck up with that. Now with the shortened season, they didn't have to deal with that. So the question really is going to be, and and remember, yes, they lost Garrett Cole, which is major, but they have a good team. See, that's what made it so frustrating, right? Aside from them cheating and getting away with it, is the fact that they were good enough that they didn't have to do that. They didn't need to, they didn't need to 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 go to those lengths. Altuve is a great player. They have great players on that team. They're a really good team, top to bottom. But they decide to take shortcuts, and they didn't have to. And that's the that's the other frustrating thing. And then to hear that, well, you know, we don't know nothing. We don't. We 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 don't. I don't know what you're talking about? No, we didn't get any help. We, we they cost Aaron Judge money. Okay, because he would have been the MVP. Okay, Altuve, he would have been the MVP. And Sal is right. Girardi, that, that did not help his job. Didn't help him. Now, there were some other extenuating things, this conversation about, you know, the younger players and how he treated them, how he spoke to them. And, you know, it was a little different. Everything was, you know, every <laughs> every day was game seven. And listen, that... That's his managing style. Okay? They knew his managing style when they hired him. So let's not think that it was, oh, look what he is. He was that way. He was winning. And he didn't have the best teams always, and he was still over 500. They were still a team that was in it. All the time. All the time he was there. And I had the chance to cover him from day one, Almost until he left. So, uh, you know, he was a really good manager. Excellent with the bullpen. Joe be crazy sometimes with the switching and doing stuff like that. But listen, he was a guy who knew how to build a bullpen and work a bullpen. And of course, there were some issues every once in a while. You know, there were some folks who, you know, he might have went to him a day or two too early or a little, a little often 
on rare occasions, but he was a guy who really thought out and spaced out his arms in that bullpen. Solid when it comes to that. Solid. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 